HD HD1 New York. This is a special coronavirus edition of Street Soldiers, hosted by Lisa Evers on Hot 97. Good morning, New York City, Tri-State, United States, and everyone joining us around the world via live stream on Hot97.com and our free Hot 97 app. It is Saturday, March 28th, 2020, and since you can't go to the barbershop, you can't go to the nail salon, you can't go shopping because pretty much we're on total lockdown and we're supposed to be staying home, I hope you're going to join us for the next two hours because we have an amazing show for you. In fact, text your friends and family right now, tell them to tune in to Hot 97. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, and I'm so glad you're joining me for the special two-hour live broadcast as we continue to fight the coronavirus crisis, because there's the health crisis, and then there's the lifestyle crisis, and there's the economic crisis. We're taking your calls on at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. And on my Instagram and Facebook pages, at Lisa Evers, with that blue checkmark. Leave me your questions and your comments. And I hope you're doing well. A lot of people are going through changes and, you know, a lot of people are on the front lines trying to deal with this and get this under control. None of us has ever lived through anything like this, a world pandemic that is crushing our economy. As the number of cases and deaths continue to rise here in America, millions of people are confined to their homes under mandatory emergency order lockdowns, trying to figure out how to pay their bills and keep their families fed and safe and deal with cabin fever and kids that just don't understand what's going on but need our protection and education. In the meantime, hundreds of thousands on the front lines, doctors, nurses, healthcare workers, and hospital security, cleaning and clerical staff struggle to keep up with the growing number of people coming through their doors sick or looking for a coronavirus test. And we're going to be hearing from an emergency room doctor in a New York City hospital coming up in the show. This week, the number of coronavirus cases in the country has reached the milestone 100,000 mark. It is now over 100,000 cases. And the national death toll has surpassed 1,500 people. These are milestones we definitely don't want to reach, but are expected to go higher. In our communities, essential workers, um, grocery store clerks, drivers, and delivery people, bus drivers, public transportation workers, gas station attendants, everybody continues to do their job keeping our skeleton economy upright and keeping us with the essentials like food and like basic supplies. First responders like police, the fire departments, paramedics, and 911. When one call operators are working overtime for our safety and to save lives, many of them going seven days a week without a break. This week, we've seen signs of hope, though. New York and New Jersey are getting more federal aid and equipment for doctors and nurses. We're hoping and praying that it's enough. And FEMA and the National Guard, under the direction of Governor Cuomo, are setting up pop-up hospitals. There's uh, four being set up at the Javits Center in Manhattan. Um, and other problems, though, are still on the horizon. They're worried about a ventilator shortage, even though, though more are coming in. Um, but it's a growing concern. Now, getting tested is still difficult. We're going to talk about that because I'm getting a lot of questions and comments on that. But it is improving. There's more tests being given. So naturally, as more tests are being given, they're going to find more people who have the coronavirus. Schools in New York and New Jersey will remain shut until at least mid-April. And with more people staying home and practicing social distancing, Governor Cuomo says even though the number of cases are increasing, it's at a slower rate. We're going to explain that to you. Yesterday, President Trump signed a $2 trillion stimulus bill, which could 
put uh, cash in your hands in three weeks. We're going to break that down for you, how it works, how you get your money. A little later in the show with financial expert Stacey Tisdale. And joining me now in studio is Dr. Charles Thompson. He's a medical doctor and surgeon and CEO of Clarity Surgical on Long Island. If you have medical questions, health questions, give us a call right now at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Dr. Charles, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you for having me. And I'm glad to be able to give great information to our communities and to give real uh, information based on fact and, and not on hearsay. So I'm here at your disposal. Well, let me ask you this, because we're, we heard some news and, you know, people are people are trying to keep their whole family going, their whole lifestyle going and just go for the basics. You know, survival's become kind of a full time job for right, people right. or they're working from home and they're very busy like that. We're hearing bits and pieces like Governor Cuomo says the rate is slowing, but the number of cases is increasing. What exactly does that mean? So we've been hearing a lot of talk about flattening the curve. And if you've seen that graph, if you've seen that graphic, you know how steep the curve initially was uh, certainly one week ago. When we talk about flattening the curve, we want to make that curve less steep. So even though the number of cases admitted to the hospital are still increasing, the uh, the rate of that increase is slowing down. So we are uh, seemingly flattening that curve. But that's not to put aside the fact that this is still a very serious uh, disease. And the number of cases are growing. And so, the number of cases are growing. And the, and the big concern all along, because people keep going, like, like ventilators, don't we have ventilators? What's going on with the ventilators? That's right. The issue is that they're, they're concerned that there are so many people, which is starting to happen in New York City right now, are getting sick at the same time yes. and getting critically ill. Yes. So there, there's still an issue with in, uh, ventilators and the number of ventilators per hospital. What some have done, what some manufacturers have found, is that one ventilator can supply sometimes two, three, maybe even four people. So one ventilator, certain models of ventilators can actually serve uh, two, three, or four people at a time. And so uh, we're, we're using that technology to help our patients who are severely critical. In terms of the symptoms, because we've gotten changing information about that too. One of the problems, and we're going to hear from the emergency room doctor uh, later on in the show, Dr. Uh, Ernest Patty from St. Barnabas, is this issue of people showing up wanting to get tested because they feel like they have symptoms but they're overcrowding the, you know, just jamming, ramming out basically the emergency right. rooms. I don't know any other way to say it. And then you've got people packed in kind yes. of, you know, spreading whatever they're spreading to other people. So in, ter- in terms of the symptoms as we know them, as, as you medical experts know them now, yes. is there sort of a package of symptoms you have to have? Because we always look at what, like you said, the package or the constellation of symptoms. It's not one symptom. Uh, several days ago, they came out that another symptom was loss of smell or loss of taste. Just because you have loss of smell or loss of taste does not mean that you have coronavirus. And so it's all about a constellation of symptoms. And what we are recommending is that people with mild symptoms not come to the hospital. So give us, a, so Chad, before yes. we get into, let's, in terms of the symptoms, can you break that down for us? Sure. What are the symptoms? Because we hear about the respiratory, we hear like flu-like, but you know, a, a lot right. of people get little mild flu-like things in the winter. That's right. That's right. We all get mild flu-like symptoms. Uh, the main symptoms that, is, that are indicative possibly of a coronavirus infection are fever, Loss of uh, breath or shortness of breath, cough, and difficulty breathing. 
Now, some other ancillary symptoms could be loss of smell or taste, could be reddened eyes. Now, that was something that came out. Uh, but it's more about the constellation of symptoms. And if you have mild symptoms, try not to come to the hospital. Just do a self-quarantine or self-isolation uh, because, like we have already discussed, the resources at the hospitals and the clinics are becoming overwhelmed. All right, this is Street Soldiers Hot 97. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're taking your telephone calls at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. With me in studio, Dr. Charles Thompson. He's a medical doctor and surgeon, CEO of Clarity Surgical. We'll be back right after this. This is Hot 97 Street Soldiers, hosted by Lisa Evers. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Street Soldiers, a special Saturday two-hour live episode as we all come together and try to deal with this coronavirus epidemic. Our thoughts and prayers to everybody who is suffering from it, to everybody who has lost someone uh, to it. Um, that's more than 1,500 deaths so far in the United States, more than 100,000 cases. To all of the first responders, to all of the medical and health workers uh, trying to keep people alive and everybody else out there trying to keep us alive as we deal with this. Uh, we give you a big shout out. Joining me in studio is Dr. Charles Thompson. He's a medical uh, doctor and surgeon, CEO of Clarity Surgical. Uh, Dr. Charles, great to have you with us. Thank you, Lisa. And uh, we're taking your phone calls at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Now on the phone, on the Hot 97 hotline, we have the one and only hip hop superstar, Fat Joe. First of all, how are, how are you feeling and how's your family doing? I'm feeling really good. Uh, I'm on my 16th day of quarantine. Wow. So I took it really serious early. And uh, so I know from from now that I don't have a coronavirus because, you know, I went through that transitional phase. And now I'm just trying to stay, you know, we've just been staying inside. And even quarantine, people might think it's bad, but, it, you know, <clears throat> you have to be strict. Because if you could be in the house for two weeks, but if you keep letting uh, people to come in your house and stuff like that, that's not a real quarantine. So a real quarantine is you got to stay bunkered in with your family and make sure that that virus don't get in your house and constantly clean your hands, clean your house, clean the doorknobs. Because say if you live in a building and you have somebody who has the virus, the virus, from what I know, is one of the most infectious viruses around. So say you live in a building, this is the problem with New York. New York City is like a cluster. The things that made us all proud about New York City is also the same things that is, makes it dangerous. So when you go at 5 o'clock and everybody gets off work and you see millions of people in the street, then the way they describe this virus, no, people can have it and not know it just by touching places or walking too close to you, you can get it. So if you live in the building and you got the virus and you don't know and you pressing your floor in the elevator, somebody could come in after you and get it. And it's just so many ways to get it. So you have to be overprotective. And if people want to laugh at you or think you're dumb or whatever the case may be, I live in Miami. It's 90 degrees. And when I got to go to the supermarket, I got the hoodie on. I got the mask on. I got the gloves on. I got a license the size of me, and I'm spraying <laughs> everything, door handles, steering wheel, whatever. I'm spraying everything, and um, and I don't care what they think about me. Right. 
Because you're you're doing what you're doing what you you're doing what you have to do. Charles, you had a question for Joe. I I did, uh, Mr. Joe, and I say Mr. I, because I'm a weight loss <laughs> surgeon and I can't say the f word. Um, but what are you doing, uh, or are you able to do anything with you and your family in terms of uh, nutrition, staying active? Because we're, st we're everyone's uh, stuck in their so homes, and yeah, what do Joe, you do? Yeah, Joe, give us that. Tell us what you tell us so what you guys what are doing. doing is, I, I believe in uh, I. I the, the most famous that Joe quote so act like it, act like if I'm Winston Churchill or something like that. But the, the most famous quote I've ever come up with is "Let your darkest moment bring your most clarity." Meaning that we go through stuff in life. It's never a failure. It's always a lesson. So when I went to jail, I, w I was in jail actually for four months, and I was stuck in a building that had no gym. So the inmates would do a jail routine, cardio and, and calisthenics and all that. And that's one of the main positive things I learned while I was in there for four months. So I got my, my wife, my daughter on the rooftop, and we just doing the jail workout every day. Like that's great. Doing the jumping jacks. We're doing the this. We're doing the that. That's perfect. Because uh, one of the craziest things that happened was when we heard that, you know, we was going to be locked down in the house. We went to seven supermarkets. So oh, we got wow. so much food. Yeah, yeah. We went to. We got so much food for my mother and and um and us. And it's like now we got so much food. We're eating. Mm -hmm. So if we don't exercise, we're in trouble. That's right. So we've been trying our best, our best, our best to eat healthy. But you know, you watching Netflix two in the morning with with, with the family. The potato chips come out. The right. That. You know, you can't lie to yourself and act like you ain't eating. You eating, so you better get on that uh, working out. You know Good what point. I mean? Whether it's, yeah, whether it's running up the stairs, whether it's whatever, you you got to get into something. No, and especially with it, especially when you're in the house all the time, the refrigerator's right there. It's not like you're running around uh, traveling and, you know, on the go all the time, you know? That's right. When you first exactly. got on the air, uh, Joe, you said you have to be disciplined during this quarantine. That discipline also, like you, like you just said, it extends to their fridge. You have to make sure that you are not uh, overdoing it with the non-healthy foods. And it's, it's tough, but it has to be done. Yeah, what happens is and, and, and it's also due to the lack of food good food that was in the supermarket. Right. So when you went to the supermarket, it was nothing left but potato chips or Chef boy. Right. No, exactly. Right. That's so right. true. You know, and, and people were like, yo, I got to eat something. Right. And so now they stuck with eating this stuff that tastes good, but it's harmful for you. No, we're going to so, continue uh, talking. We always got to be conscious. Totally always conscious. Joe, can you hang with us for a little bit? We're going to start talking, yeah. take a break and talk about money. I'm with you. All right. Uh, Fat Joe on the line with us from Miami. Joining me in studio, Dr. Charles Thompson. And this is Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Instagram Live at Lisa Evers Blue Check. Taking your phone calls at 1-800-223-9797. We're going to talk money when we come back. This is Hot 97 Street Soldiers. Hosted by Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're broadcasting live from the Hot 97 studios in New York. A big hello and welcome to everybody listening to us around the world on the Hot 97 app and hot97.com on the live stream. And we're talking about coping with the coronavirus, a lot of different aspects of this. Of course, the medical information. We know more people are going to get sick. Unfortunately, it's very likely more people are going to die and lose their lives to this. But the reality is there 
there is a lot you can do to protect yourself, to protect your family, to keep yourself from getting it. And the more you protect yourself and your family, the better off it is for everybody else. Because one person, as we saw in New Rochelle, Dr. Thompson is the... Um, one person infected like over 100 people. That's right. He was infected and then went to a party uh, or a large gathering and infected a large amount of people at that gathering through hugging and kissing and social interaction. So it's important that we practice social isolation. And also with us on the phone is uh, Fat Joe, the one and only. How are you, Joe? Man, that's pretty. What's up, Lisa? That's pretty crazy. Isn't one that? guy infected 100 people. Yes. That's yes. Right. And the thing with this virus is, from what my, my understanding is, it's, it's like a game of eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Meaning that it infects people, but from, for the most part, it's like a terrible flu, like almost a pneumonia. But it goes, eeny, meeny, they're all right, they're all right, mo. You die. Right. And it doesn't discriminate. So what happens is this ain't a black, Spanish, a rich, a poor thing. When you see Prince Charles have it, it's, it's, it's real out here. Right. It's, it's, it's really real. So you have to really, really be, be careful, wash your hands, wear a mask and glove, and you can't be around people. And the thing is, the way we are as New Yorkers is we like to hug each other, you know, I call it the mafia kiss. You know how the mafia guys <laughs> in the movies, they kiss each other on that's both right. sides of the cheek. Right. We do all that, but that that's not it right now. So they find a vaccine, that is not the move. Uh, I pray for my brothers in Rikers Island. Yes. You know, and in all the jails uh, all around the country because those are the most vulnerable people. And what's crazy about this virus um, is just ain't in the perfect world, right? So that you know, I watch politics. Every debate, every con uh, every conversation is based on Social Security and Medicare for the older people who helped pave this country and, and helped pave everything for us. Now they're vulnerable; they don't have money, and we try to defend them. But now this disease comes, this this virus, and it wipes them out. It's like the angel of death for the old people. Right now, what's the next? group of people that cost us millions and billions of dollars of burden is people with diabetes, people with asthma, people with illnesses that a boss who owns a company, they probably might be in the hospital for a week or two. So they become a burden. All of a sudden, this virus kills them as well. And then it goes, it skips somehow the healthy in the middle class, and then it goes right down to the disenfranchised, meaning the people in prison and the homeless people. Well, and, and also, Joe, and also and also yeah. a lot of low income people like a residence in NYCHA, like people that are are over over pop you know, over uh populated in apartments. Like there's a lot of people that are quote unquote underhoused and they're staying with relatives mm -hmm. and have been staying with relatives. But mm -hmm. let let's pause on that thought for a moment and let's let's talk about money because yesterday mm -hmm. the president signed a two trillion dollar stimulus bill that's gonna put some money mm -hmm. in people's pockets and we wanna find out how much and who Who's getting it? Let's bring in right now financial expert Stacy Tisdale. She mm -hmm. is the president and CEO of Mind Money Media and a very well-known financial expert. Stacy, thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Charles and Fat Joe. Lisa, it's a pleasure to be here, and I really applaud you and appreciate what you're doing by trying to get this information to the community and for being just a source of support and community for all the people out there listening to you. So, Stacey, let's let's help us understand this because we're hearing twelve hundred dollars 
a person per adult for people making $75,000 or less, and then $500 for each child based on what they had on last year's income tax return. Is, is that pretty much it? That's pretty much it for now. This is really, I think, as the reality of the, this virus hits home, this is going to be the first wave of stimulus. And, you know, this was a big move by the government. As we saw, it was a big effort by our government to kind of get over themselves and coordinate this. But just as you said, that um, it's going to really play out differently for people. So I encourage everyone who's online to go to a place like Kiplingers.com and look for one of these calculators. Because, you know, the stimulus checks are supposed to be $1,200, but they're not that simple. If you have children, everyone is going to get start with that $1,200 figure. If you're married and you file a joint tax return, that both you and your spouse are going to get $1,200. If you have children who qualify for the child tax credit, you get an additional $500. And then, Stacy, what about this? But then there was something about people earning up to 99000 that there's like a sliding downward scale that they'll get some, some relief too? Yeah, your check is going to be reduced if you're single, married, file a separate tax return, and you have an adjusted gross income that's above $75,000. And that um, if you're married and you file a joint return, if your um, adjusted gross income exceeds $150,000. But the thing that I want people to get real with about this stimulus effort was the last time the government sent out stimulus checks in 2008, it took weeks, if not months, for people to get those checks. And that was when the IRS and the people sending out the checks were on full staff. That's when the Postal Service was working. So you're right not now we're in a situation where the distribution systems for this money are broken. So what I'm really... for. You know, talking to people, you have to kind of step into step into self empowerment a little bit, and look at the ways that you can create financial security within yourself and within the resources that are around you. I don't think this is going to be a smooth process. People getting their checks okay, in the okay. mail right Stacey, now. That's the way the system set up. Okay, so so Joe, you want to jump in here? What what? So what they're telling, they're saying basically, well, people should be able to get it within three weeks. Stacy, you're oh. not buying that. You think that's a very you know, optimistic. This disease is different every single day. Right now, I'm in Dominica with my son because when we were um, flying here a week ago, while we were in the air, the uh, prime minister here very wisely changed the rules that anybody who lands here has to go into a 14-day quarantine. Wow. So that happened in, on a 45-minute flight. Me and my son are in a facility right now. That happened in a flight that was less than an hour. This, this, what the impact of this disease changes so quickly. Like Fat Joe was just saying, you know, we heard Prince Charles get it. We're hearing, you know, a lot of the people who are in charge are going to be getting this disease. So right now, I don't think it looks like a smooth process to get the checks to people. What it's going to look like in two weeks, I can't tell you. But from the way this has been going every day, things just get harder. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't 
People shouldn't I, be jumping you know, up and I down. I pray though. that process goes well. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just, my instincts are just a little nervous about it all. Uh, Stacy, this is Dr. Charles. I hope you and your son uh, remain safe. Uh, a question for uh, all of our listeners who have small businesses. Can you give us sort of a 15 to 20 second rundown as to what this stimulus package will do for people with small businesses? It's really going to get, you know, there's small businesses are a big concern to me because they're employing about 60 million people. And what the stimulus package does is it's going to really provide relief to small businesses in the form of, you know, if you employ 500 people or less, you have access to what, you know, or amounts to grants, which amounts to stimulus. But it's really, and, and, and there's just so many rules in place. This is no, if you so have an existing, Stay, you know, existing line of credit. Go ahead, Lisa. No, no, no. There's. Let me just ask you this because I'm really up against the clock here. What, what, where would, where should people go if they want more information? Because you said uh, Kiplingers.com is one good source for people. They, to yes, to? they have a calculator. Okay, that's great for people to go to. The Small Business Administration website is also a great resource for people. Okay. And just one one thing that I want to really point out to people, that so many of us are affected by student loans. There were some interesting things in this stimulus package about student loans. You are going to have to pay no interest on federal student loans through September 30th. And that's a good thing. And also, if you have to ask the government to suspend your payments until September 30th. But what that also means is if you are able to make a payment on a federal loan, you're going to reduce your student loan bill faster because you're not being charged interest. Oh, exactly. That's a great point. Great point. So I encourage people to pay those student loans. I encourage people to step outside the box and technology really provides some interesting solutions. There's apps out there like Self, which you can download at self.inc which will give you a small loan where you make small payments. Those payments are reported to the credit bureaus each month, so it helps you improve your credit profile and it forces you to save money. No, they're fantastic. I wish we had more time, um, but I, I hope you and your son are doing well and uh, survive this without any health consequences. And I, and I really thank you for sharing, you know, sharing your knowledge about finance and, and how to navigate through this with us. We really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Lisa. Thank you very much. And when we, we come back, we have Fat Joe with us. We have Dr. Charles Thompson. We're going to be joined by an emergency room physician, the senior attending physician at St. Barnabas Hospital in New York. He's going to tell us the real deal about what's going on, who should and should not be going to the emergency rooms. This is Street Soldiers Hot 97. I'm Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. This is Hot 97 Street Soldiers, hosted by Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. This is a special two-hour live Street Soldiers episode, taking your telephone calls at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797, taking your questions and calls and comments. And joining me in studio is Dr. Charles Thompson. He's a medical doctor and surgeon, CEO of Clarity Surgical. Dr. Charles, great to have you with us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. And also joining us uh, by phone, the one and only Fat Joe. Joe, you still there? I'm with you. All I'm right. with you. I appreciate it. Well, we're going we're, we're to take it to your your home borough right now in the Bronx. How's that? Yeah. All right, we're going to break. It. 
We're going to bring in the line here um, Dr. Ernest Patty. He is the senior attending emergency room physician at St. Barnabas Hospital. Dr. Patty, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on this morning. I really appreciate it. Can you give us a sense? Because we've heard that the emergency rooms are full and many of them are packed. A lot of people keep coming in. Can you tell us what, what you're seeing happening? Well, I was on duty yesterday, uh, a 12-hour shift, and a lot of my colleagues are there today, Lisa. And <clears throat> what I can tell you is the volume is steadily going up on patients coming in. Large numbers of them are coming in with flu and flu-like symptoms, which uh, mimic a lot of the symptoms of uh, corona infection. Uh, and there also is a large number of folks coming in who are basically uh, well, but they're very worried about having it or having contacted someone who had it. Uh, and that creates uh, other issues for us as well because we want to address these folks' concerns. Yet we don't want to get them exposed to uh, other sick patients by having them come inside if, if we don't need to. So, Dr. Patty, in terms of the symptoms, because, you know, we keep hearing different stories and the basic things like the body aches, this, that. Are you seeing, you know, are you seeing of the people who are testing positive for COVID-19 for the coronavirus? Are there certain things you can help us understand so we can encourage people that, you know, if it's if they're just, they're having a bad cold or flu like symptoms not to freak out? Yes, that, that's really important. I mean, what we're seeing universally are folks with uh, dry cough, uh, sore throat. Uh, we, we almost always see folks with fever, 101, 102. I'm not talking about people whose temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit. We're talking about folks with fever, like high I said, fever. 101, 102, high fever, 103. Uh, and and the, the other thing across the board is usually these folks complain of some shortness of breath. And that means different than their normal symptoms. Maybe they're walking up the steps to their apartment and they start to feel like, wow, you know, I can't even get two, three, four steps. I'm really short of breath. Those are new changes, new things that they need to be aware of. Uh, and obviously, each person knows their body best. So if they start to see things like this increasing or getting worse, not responding to a, a Tylenol, which is what they should be taking, and a little bit of rest and some fluids, then they need to at least call and, and see if uh, their symptoms are severe enough to come in. Now, if you have asthma, uh, emphysema, diabetes, uh, sleep apnea, you know, issues like this, or, or you're immunocompromised, then that increases your risk of, of contracting uh, the virus, as well as getting normal flu, which we still have getting a lot of folks with flu as well. Right, and just to give to give some context about so far this flu season, there's been about at least 20,000 deaths just from the regular flu. Right. That like, a, you know, as I'm opposed not, I'm not certain. I'm, I'm not certain of that number. But yes, we are having folks coming in very ill with regular flu. You are 100 percent correct. I tested a few folks yesterday who were positive for the flu for the regular flu. All right. Joe, do you have any questions for Dr. Patty? No, for the most part, um, uh, I just I, what I can ask the doc is, do you see this uh, slowing down? anytime soon and how long do you think uh we'll be dealing with this issue right here is there is there an end in sight whether it's months or a year away for a vaccine or you know because it, it, it people you know people are anxious people are worried people got to get back to work people have lost their jobs people don't know how they're going to pay their rent and what I don't really see described much is nobody really explains that, hey, this is a virus, this will be over, and you'll get back to a normal life. Nobody's really saying that, Doc. That, 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 no, I, I understand. 
I understand what you're saying, Joe. I hear you loud and clear. Now, understand, I'm not an expert in, in, in you know, in microbiology or, or virology, but I'm on the front lines. And I can tell you, we haven't hit our peak yet in the Bronx. I mean, it, it, it's creeping over the bridges from Queens because Queens is really getting hit hard. Right. And, and we're going, you know, we're getting we're getting busier and busier. But I think our peak still isn't going to come for another week or two. And uh, as far as the long term picture, you know, normally with viruses like the flu, as the warmer months come in, it starts to trail out and die down. You're 100 percent right. I know the, the, the folks on the national level are working on a vaccine. They're working on using uh, antibodies from folks who have uh, had the virus and, and beat it and, you know, and, and are healthy again uh, to try to help them develop vaccines and stuff. As far as a timetable for that, I don't know. But what I, I, I mean, I'm suffering as well. I've isolated myself away from my family. I've not seen my kids in two weeks uh, because I don't want to, if I am carrying something from the hospital, don't want to give it to them. And they're, they're healthy, you know, but it's, uh, it's putting a strain on everybody. I, I, and I agree with you. Folks have to worry about how they're going to pay their rent and do all that stuff. It's 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 a big problem, and I uh, I'm dealing with the, the sick and on the front lines. But I'm hoping our politicians will step up to the plate and do what they need to do to keep uh, everyone else uh, safe and 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 healthy. Doctor Patty, on on that score, do you have because we're hearing also uh, very conflicting reports about do you have enough? You know, do you have enough equipment, personal protective equipment, the the masks and the gloves and those types of things that you need? Every, every our, our hospital administration is doing a tremendous job of, of uh, limiting handing out the supplies. I mean, every day I show up for work and I sign in and they give me my P- PPE for the day. Yep. Everybody gets fresh PPE. Uh, and now you might have to use it, you know, for, for longer during the day than you might have normally did in the past. But if it's soiled, wet or, or uh, contaminated, no, then they give you fresh PPE. Oh. Now we have a, we have a supply. We can't estimate how long that supply is going to last. And and in the interim, we've been looking everywhere to get more stock coming in. So I know that hospitals have been doing everything they can to keep us, you know, with a healthy supply. You just don't know how long. No, we don't don't know how long. Dr. Patty, in terms of the, you know, I want to take advantage of your time, which we really appreciate um, here with Dr. Charles Thompson and Fat Joe. In terms of of the treatment, because there's no cure for this, the coronavirus. Is that correct? Well, as like, far how as, do you as treat as, it? Like you know, when people come, in, people come in, they test very severe symptoms. You know, this sore, th- sore throat, this very high fever, shortness of breath. How do you treat them? I mean, what, what can you really do for them? All right, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. Like yesterday, we had some very sick people coming in with coronavirus and or suspected coronavirus because I don't have a test that tells me immediately they have it. But what we do is immediately we have to support their breathing. So sometimes uh, oxygen in low concentrations will help help their shortness of breath, make them feel better. Uh, we give them intravenous fluids because the majority of these folks are dehydrated because of the fact that they have a fever. We give them medications to lower their fever, make them feel more comfortable. Uh, if they have other conditions that require medication, we'll address them as well. Uh, and basically, we, we, we focus on the breathing. When their breathing starts to worsen and they can't maintain a decent oxygen uh, oxygenation, then we need to move a step higher and put them on a ventilator or a respirator, which uh, we try we try not to do right away. But if they are rapidly decompensating, we don't waste time. We put them on the respirator and ventilator. That's why you hear so much uh, in the media about the numbers of ventilators, because when 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. So, Dr. Patty, this is Dr. Thompson. Um, so I think it's also important that we make sure that listeners know that the majority of patients that are coming to the emergency room who have been diagnosed with a COVID uh, infection have mild respiratory symptoms. That's not to take away from the very severe cases that, that we are often talking about. Uh, just in general, what are you seeing at your hospital in terms of uh, patients coming with mild versus severe versus moderate symptoms? I, I agree with you, Dr. Thompson. You're, you're correct. I was just given the worst case scenario right. there, to, right. to Lisa. We, most of the folks who are coming in have uh, fevers, 101, 102. Uh, their breathing is fine. Their oxygenation is good. And they have what we call a, a flu-like illness. You know, they have uh, the runny nose, sometimes the dry cough, uh, and they know they're ill. So normally we'll give them some Tylenol, we'll give them some fluids, uh, we'll uh, check their breathing more than once to make sure that it doesn't change. And if their breathing is good and their oxygenation is good, we send them home with quarantine instructions. Uh, we make sure that they have enough Tylenol on board and, and explain to them that they need to keep their fluid status up and they need to stay away from you know, other members of their family to limit the spread. Hygiene is very important, and the same thing with the social distancing that we're talking about. And, and so, yes, the majority of our folks we sent home. Dr. Patty, in terms of the, in terms of the testing in New York City, because we've seen, we're, we're, we're getting this question constantly, and we're getting different information. First, people were told, call, call their local public hospital and try to get an appointment. And obviously, you know, we, then we were told, okay, do not even try to get a test unless you have severe symptoms, these symptoms that you described, the dry cough, sore throat, uh, sustained high fever, and the 101, 102 shortness of breath, that kind of combo, combo of symptoms. What can you tell us about testing? Because like, aren't you having people, I think you were having people in a lot of the other hospitals just showing up at the ER with other things and trying to get a test. Yes, we've had lots of folks come up who were asking for coronavirus testing. Uh, the, the, the testing status seems to be changing on a daily basis, you know, whether we're testing or not. Right now, we're testing all of our patients that we admit who we suspect have coronavirus. And that's uh, that's to help us, too know who has it so that we can keep them separate from the other folks in the hospital. You know, the, you, you want to make sure you don't spread this as well internally. Folks who are coming to the emergency department, if they are uh, mildly ill, we are not testing them as a general rule but because we, we have to save a lot of those test kits for our healthcare workers. Our healthcare workers who are on the front lines who are coming in ill, when they have sustained high fevers, dry cough, we have to test them in order to know if they're safe to come back to work or not. So the, the, the public hospitals, though, from my understanding, I'm not at a public hospital, although we function like one, uh, we, they are doing testing for the general public. But I know that's been changing, and I'm, I usually get my information from the media as to how that changes on yeah, a daily we'll, basis. We'll have, to, we'll have to update everybody, everybody on that. And then finally, Dr. Patty, in terms, of the, uh, in, ter in terms of prevention, social distancing, it really works, correct? I, I have to tell you, from what I've seen and from my own experiences, Definitely. Social distancing is very helpful. Uh, hygiene is extremely important. I mean, Lisa, think about this. You know, we all we all use public restrooms. Right. I'm sure all of us have been in the public restrooms. I'm talking about months before this whole epidemic uh, pandemic started. And you see folks come out of the stalls and they don't wash their hands and exactly. they leave the restroom. It's so nasty. I mean, yeah. hygiene, hygiene had been decreasing, you know, tremendously over the years. And uh, and my kids used to. When I used to yeah. Hey, Doc, this is Fat Joe, man. I had the flu. We went to this, uh, uh, the 
the Super Bowl, then they threw an after party on the boat for uh, J-Lo, right? And when I tell you 10 people got the flu, and I had the worst flu I ever had in my life. I was sitting on this couch for two weeks. I, I feel like I had the uh, the corona already because it was just the worst ever. Um, beat you up. And sure, beat you up. Yeah, like, so I, I think a lot of people had this before we knew we even had this. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was circulating around. You know, it, don't forget, with today's day and age, with all the jet travel and stuff and people coming yeah. back and forth across the globe, you know, this, this these viruses hit your ride, boy, and they love to travel as well. And, and Joe, I'm going to I'm gonna offer to be your private physician next time you go to the Super Bowl. I'll come and keep you safe, babe. Just bring me along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Doc, let me tell you something. We appreciate what you're doing on the front line and all the health professionals. And, and I've been watching the news and I've been hearing uh, horror stories. And, and just the other night, you know, I could sleep through anything. But the other night I've seen a sad story on... Uh, CNN about a, a, a nurse that, that, that got the virus while he was fighting on the front line and he passed away. Didn't have to, they, I couldn't sleep that night, you know. And um, uh, what you guys are doing, man, you, you guys are like angels, man, protecting the the people, man. And we, I just want you to know before we get off the phone that we really, really appreciate what you're doing for the people. No, absolutely. I'll, I'll say I did all that, and I know everyone uh, feels the same way. Dr. Patty, and you can see a picture of Dr. Patty on my Instagram and Twitter, at Lisa Evers. He's got that stay-home message, but you can see what he has to wear just to make sure uh, he stays safe while he's saving lives there for us. So, Dr. Patty, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Okay, I we want to thank you. I want to tell you it's a big team out there. We all work together as a team. I, I thank you all. I'm humbled. Thank right. you so much. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to the whole team. Thank you to all the health workers, frontline uh, health workers out there, because they're, they're really the ones that the soldiers that are on the front line right now are street soldiers in the health profession. Uh, when we come back, we're going to take phone calls. I promise we have so many people online. Moise, Cheryl, uh, JR, Oscar, every, Britt, everybody. Uh, we're going to get to your telephone calls at 1-800-223-9797. This is our Street Soldiers Coronavirus Special, how we're all coping. In studio, Dr. Charles Thompson on the phone line, Fat Joe, and we'll be back right after this. This is Hot 97 Street Soldiers, hosted by Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. This is our special Street Soldiers Live two-hour episode, helping you cope and helping all of us cope with the coronavirus epidemic. Joining me in studio is Dr. Charles Thompson. He's a medical doctor and surgeon, CEO of Clarity Surgical. On the phone lines with us, uh, the one and only Fat Joe, hip-hop superstar. And uh, he's just been really just consistently, consistently there for the community. And uh, we're going to get to your telephone calls at one 800 223-9797 Instagram live at Lisa Evers right now and uh, I'm, we're getting a lot of questions and I've also been getting text messages I've been very concerned about what's happening on Rikers Island and also what's been happening in Otisville and some of the upstate prisons so I we are working on getting accurate information for you about what is happening for inmates right now and we sh hope to have that for you tomorrow if not tomorrow if we can't get it all together by tomorrow all the information that we need it will definitely be on next 
next Saturday because our program director, our, our senior vice president for programming, P.O. Farrow, is asking us to do this again next Saturday. So if you have recently come home since the coronavirus epidemic hit within the, within the last month or so, please reach out to us, street soldiers at hot97.com, street soldiers at hot97.com. You can DM me at Lisa Evers, DM uh, street soldiers underscore street soldiers on our Instagram page, or you can call in right now and, and tell Juliana um, that you just want to leave your name and number offline and we'll talk to you to find out because we would love to find out more about what's going on. A lot of concerns. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really clear with this coronavirus. People can't say, well, it's not going, we can't worry about that. We have to worry about everybody because we are in a world where we are all connected. Like one of our callers said, there's no, you know, like Joe said, when, you know, Prince Charles can get it. It's it's pretty much everybody. So that's what that's what we're talking about uh, right now, Joe. In, ter- in terms of the jails and prisons, that's been a big concern for people. It's a huge concern. Uh, the the vulnerable. They're just sitting ducks. You know, they're sitting in the in the in the cell, dealing with the most infectious virus we've seen in our lifetime. And it's just that look, Harvey Weinstein got it. Like, right. I mean. It, it's not discriminating. I mean, Harvey Weinstein's in jail. He's still a billionaire. Right. Right. He's not discriminating. I, I have a friend who's very, like, another billionaire who bunkered herself in a, in, in a $100 million home, and they got Lysol spraying out the vents, and nobody's more prepared than these people. They did the test, and one of them has it. Oh, my gosh. And that means they all got it. And it's crazy. It's like it's like it's 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 a thing that's going on where this virus doesn't discriminate. This is 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 taking everybody down. And you know, in the prison system, people in America, everybody in America, unless you have a family member that's been to jail or is in jail, you kind of forget the people that are in prison. And it's almost like another world. And because they did wrong, most of them to get in there. People look at them like almost like they're animals. Like, like, what, what? Why should we care about how they or how they're treated or what they do? And a lot of guys are in there who are beautiful people who need a second chance, right? You know, and they, they didn't sign up to get the virus, right? You know, so we got to protect them. I don't know how to protect them, but the prison system itself has to find a way to protect them and at the same time protect themselves. Because if you do not protect the inmates with this virus, it is a fact that the correction officers will get this virus from the inmate. And it's already happened. We've already had cases of that. So I also want to put out the call, too, to correction officers, city and state. Um, you know, give us hit us up, street soldiers at hot97.com or DM me. Uh, Joe, let's just get some tips from from uh, Dr. Charles Thompson here about because we talk about prevention. Mm-hmm. It's basically this close contact, which right. we don't know. There's got to be some breathing element to this, too, not just water molecules, you know, from people sneezing. Oh, no, correct. It's it certainly air, uh, droplet precautions, meaning that these this virus is present in droplets, but there may be some evidence that it, it could be uh, a respiratory uh, uh, transmission of this virus as well, so which Charles, is a little so, different. So, so in terms of people, okay, people need to drink fluids, because Dr. Patty was talking about you get dehydrated very fast. That's drink right. as much water, as much water as you can? Yes, so you must stay hydrated. And to be honest, prevention for the coronavirus 
is no different than the prevention of any other kind of uh, virus. However, we're in a pandemic with coronavirus, so we must, the most important things are to practice social uh, distancing, washing of your hands frequently, and disinfecting of all common area surfaces. And then let me ask you this, in, ter- in terms of fever, if people have a fever, what can they do themselves to lower the fever? Like, like uh, Dr. Patty mentioned, Tylenol. Are there certain like? Is that the same thing as aspirin? Is that the same thing as a, a Motrin? Correct. So Tylenol is different than aspirin. Is different than Motrin. Tylenol is a antipyretic, basically a fancy word meaning lowering the temperature. Uh, Motrin and aspirin are more like anti-inflammatories. Um, that are used for more for pain relief, uh, but Tylenol is what is used to lower temperatures. All right, this is Street Soldiers, 1-800-223-9797. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, with Dr. Charles Thompson and Fat Joe. We're going to get to the phone lines when we come back. This is Hot 97 Street Soldiers, hosted by Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Lisa Evers. This is a special two-hour live episode. We're trying to help you cope with this coronavirus epidemic, bringing you accurate information about what's really going on, how you can protect yourself and your family, and how you can stay positive in the midst of all this depressing news and uh, and that type of thing. Joining me in studio is Dr. Charles Thompson. He's a medical doctor and surgeon. He's the CEO of Clarity Surgical. And and also, we have with us uh, by phone the one and only Fat Joe. Hey, Joe, thank you for joining us and staying with us. Okay, I think we're I'm here to- with you, Lisa. All right, great. Let's take I'm some. Here. All right, good. One eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. Let's go to uh, Cheryl right now, and thank you to everybody hanging on. Cheryl, you're on Hot ninety seven. Go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter-in-law is pregnant, and she's due next month. What her husband was at the airport, and um, I need to know what I can tell her them to be more safe, and how is it safe for her to go to the hospital to have the baby? You know, what what could we suggest? Uh, oh, excellent question, Shell. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you for that question. The question for all of our listeners is: What should uh, someone who's pregnant do about going to the hospital? Is it safe to go to the hospital to have the pregnancy? or to have the delivery? The answer is yes, it is safe. Um, There have been no studies to show that COVID infections have passed from the mother to the child. There have been no studies uh, or no incidences that have been found uh, to show that there's any problem with the baby once born. There's also no evidence that there is transmission of COVID-19 or the coronavirus in breast milk. So women who are currently breastfeeding uh, should still breastfeed. Now, if you have symptoms, uh, you should be treated for your symptoms and possibly pump if available. You should pump breast milk and then have somebody else feed that breast milk uh, to the baby so that your symptoms are not uh, interfering with the the child. All right. Thank you very much. Let's go to uh, uh, let's go to uh, Britt right now. Britt, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi there. Uh, I kind of have a two-part question. The first one being, um, I know that we're speaking a lot about the respiratory symptoms in patients, but at least in my area, I live in New Rochelle, born and raised in Westchester. Um, Some of the patients are presenting with gastrointestinal symptoms, and I just wanted the doctor to speak on that. And also asymptomatic essential employees that are still interacting with their family and friends and how asymptomatic patients can prolong the longevity of this virus. All right. Thank you very much for the call. We appreciate it. What about that, Dr. Thank Charles? Thank you. 
So the main symptoms, again, are fever, cough, shortness of breath. However, there are other symptoms. One of those, as the caller just uh, explained in her experience, has been gastrointestinal symptoms. So some patients do present with nausea, vomiting, and uh, diarrhea. There, have been, there has been evidence to show that the virus is present in the stool of patients. Uh, however, it's also important to note that just because you have nausea, vomiting, diarrhea does not mean that you have uh, a coronavirus infection. You might just have some bug or food poisoning or, yes. or, or something like that. All right. Hot 97 nice. Street Soldiers, 1-800-223-9797. Dr. Charles Thompson, Fat Joe with us on the line. Uh, let's go to uh, another Charles here. Okay, Charles, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi, I'm Charles from New Jersey. I currently work in a uh, prison system, and um, as far as the uh, inmates go and the uh, interaction with the inmates and the officers that work there, are, uh, it's pretty uh, alarmingly scared, scarce because um, we're in constant contact with them, and unfortunately, um, like you said, Doc, they have um, people that show no symptoms or asymptomatic. And uh, as Fat Joe also said, it's a, a very scary situation where it can become a serious issue in the prison system because as um, inmates do get the possible coronavirus, it could be spread out throughout the, the system as a wildfire. And it, it's very scary at this time. And uh, just one other note is that our president um, didn't really think this through and was not caring about people's lives. He's more worried about money than people's lives, and that's pretty sad. All right, Charles, th- thank you thank you very much for that. We, we appreciate the call. Let's go to uh, Oscar right now. Oscar, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Yes, hello? Yes, Oscar, you're on the air. Hello? Go right yeah. ahead. Yeah, I have, a, I have an issue. Um, my, my son is 13 years old. He dove in the Hudson River two weeks ago, March 13th, to save his friend who was drowning. And nobody's paying attention to him. They still haven't been found. And I've been out there with a team myself on the water in jet skis, boats, looking for them because the police is not paying too much attention to it because due to this pandemic. No, but I still haven't found my, we still haven't found my son and his friend. Oscar, we're out there every day. Oscar, I'm, I, Oscar I'm, so, I'm so, so sorry for what you and your family and the other boys' family are going through. I, I'm aware uh, I'm aware of what happened. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to have the, um, Juliana get your phone number so we can talk to you off the air. The police did do a search for a week through the water, and then the, the coronavirus hit. And uh, obviously, this is something that's of, of top of mind, and not to minimize the pain and suffering you and your family are going through. But we're going to take your number, and then we'll see if we can look these into this for children. you, okay? These are two 13-year-old children. Two 13-year-old children. Oscar, children. I, to- Oscar I, to- I, totally, I totally understand. We're going to put you on hold, and, uh, and Juliana's going to get your telephone number so we can get some more information from you offline and, and see if we can help you, okay? Please, we need everybody to cover the story, man. We need to find out these children. I need, okay. I need to find my son. This is my only son. I'm, I'm, I'm so, boy. so sorry. Well, let me put you on hold so she can get the information, and then uh, we'll get back to you on that, okay? All right, let's, uh, let's get back to the phone lines on the coronavirus. Let's go to Nancy right now. Nancy, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Nancy? Nancy, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Okay. Let's go to... Uh, Let's go to uh, Cheryl right now. Oh, she, this is a good one for Fat Joe. Cheryl, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi, Lee. Hi. Um, I, I missed the answer to the first question that I had. Um, but this one is, I have a five-year-old grandson with me. 
I am also high blood pressure. I have high blood pressure. I'm diabetic. And how do you quarantine within an apartment building that has uh, three bedrooms? Um, my husband is not feeling too well, but he doesn't have too strong of a symptoms as yet. Um, what what do you suggest I do, especially with my, my grandson? Yes, that's a very good question and a question that a lot of listeners um, have as well. Uh, you are where you are, meaning that you have to deal with the, the environment uh, in which you, you are living. If you are quarantining, uh, for you said your husband is not feeling well, he should remain in one of those rooms only. Um, you have chronic medical conditions, and so you yourself are at uh, possible increased risk uh, for contracting the coronavirus. So, you know, I don't know the scale of which your husband is having symptoms, um, but again, uh, if he's having fever, yeah. shortness of breath, cough, um, and he is uh, more susceptible to, to infection, uh, he should be tested. And and then in terms of Joe, in terms of the in terms of the cleaning things that you you've been going through in your house in your house while you've had everybody on lockdown, tell us about that. Well, this is this this, this, this situation with the lady. This this is the unfortunate situation. She's in a situation where uh, she could really be hurt through this, and her husband is sick already. And she got a, a a kid in there. Like I mean, I don't even know what you say. You, you you cook for your husband. You leave the tray by the door. You leave the plate by the door. He eats it. You get it back. I mean, I would be overprotective. Like I would I would wear gloves and mask in the house, and I would wipe everything down as much as I can, and stay away. You got to stay away from your husband. But I know a five year old kid. You know they want attention. They're not going to try to be in the room by itself. So. um this is uh this this is unfortunate, man, and that's and that's the problem with New York City. That's why you see so many uh, coronavirus. Uh, the numbers just going up and going up and going up because we're so used to living in buildings and we don't realize it with a thousand other people, and you know people are throwing out this their 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 uh, trash in the incinerator. Yep. People are taking the elevator. People are taking the stairs. So everywhere you go, I think, I think everything you you should be paranoid and you should be overprotected. So if you live in the building, I will wear gloves. I will wear a mask if I have to go through it. Plus hand sanitizer. So even though I got the gloves on, I'm still throwing the hand sanitizer on, and I'm pressing when I'm pressing. And as soon as I get in the house, I'm taking that stuff off. I'm taking a quick shower. You know, uh, I, I'd rather be overly paranoid than sleeping on it and 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 getting it dr thompson what about charles what about the the gloves and the the gloves and the masks and stuff when people go out do they really work right because you, you pretty I'll much everybody this. in new york is wearing a mask right now i will say this the cdc on its website uh says almost verbatim they do not recommend uh masks and gloves uh, for people without symptoms or for people who are non-healthcare workers. Now, but what about like in New York, like like Joe was saying and, and right. Cheryl was saying, you're in an apartment building. That's right. You got to touch the elevator thing. Also, right. let, me, let, me, same, let me let me say something. Let me say something. Yeah. Let me say something. Sometimes you got to look for the jewels, right? So if if the CDC is saying the mask don't 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 help, 
I don't know why they're on TV talking about we have a shortage of masks. We need millions of masks. We need millions of so. Right. so what, what is the accurate information? Because right. me, I'd rather have... See, people ain't saying it's airborne because they don't want everybody to go crazy. Freak out, right. People... I've seen uh, Anthony Fauci, the doctor Anthony Fauci, who's in, in charge of this. He said if somebody was in an elevator and sneezed and just got off and you get on, somehow you could probably contract it. Right, because it right. stays in I the air for a certain amount chances. of time. It's in, it's in drugs. Yeah, I'd rather take my chances right. with some gloves and a mask right. on than not have it. So, so, True. so Joe, what, what, what you're referring to sort of indirectly is the mental health aspect of this entire pandemic that we haven't really addressed. Even though the studies don't show that a mask and glove help, it makes you feel better. It makes all of us feel better. So, like I said, the CDC doesn't recommend it. However, if it makes you feel better, by all means, wear masks. Now, I will say one thing about gloves. If you're wearing gloves outside, you have to be very careful because you have the potential. Uh, you don't wash gloves so anything that you touch, you have the ability to transmit that everywhere you go. If you don't have gloves on, you're always washing your hands. The other thing about gloves is that if you're wearing gloves and you're touching things and moving things around and you're not changing these gloves, you're also touching your cell phone and you're bringing your cell phone to your face into your in the area of your eyes and your nose and your mouth. So you want to be very careful. If you do wear gloves, change them very, very frequently. Exactly. This is Street Soldiers, Hot 97, 1-800-223-9797. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're joined by Dr. Charles Thompson and Fat Joe. We'll be back right after this. This is Hot 97 Street Soldiers, hosted by Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. This is our special live two-hour episode of Street Soldiers, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Um, hit us up, 1-800-223-9797. Comments at Lisa Evers, Blue Check Official on Instagram and Facebook. I'm joined in studio by Dr. Charles Thompson. He's a medical doctor and surgeon, CEO of Clarity Surgical. On the phone from Miami, the one and only Fat Joe. And also, we are being joined right now by somebody that... Uh, I have known for a very long time who has basically rocked the world and I, I really wanted to get him on the line because hip-hop's response to this has been incredible. Rihanna donated $5 million uh, to different world organizations to help fight the coronavirus. DJ Camillo, his restaurant Blend Astorios, feeding those first responders and hospital and health care workers in Queens, which was so hard hit at the hospital there. And then last last Saturday night, I'm sure, like me, you were getting texts, incredible numbers of texts from people going, "Are you? do you see what's happening? Are you watching D-Nice right now? D-Nice, a world-famous DJ, he lifted the spirits of millions of people when he DJed live from his living room. Usually he's at, he's at big clubs, big parties, and uh, he DJed live from his living room on Instagram, set off the party around the world, his homeschool, his club quarantine, and he, he joins us now on the line. D-Nice, great to have you with us. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great intro. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be posting the link and we'll, te we'll text you the link. Um, <laughs> and, and if Fat Joe is with us on the line, Joe, you still there? Yeah, what's up, D? What's up, Joe? <laughs> and I'm, pr I'm proud of you, man. I was in club quarantine, bro. I was in club quarantine. <laughs> Man, I saw your name pop up. I was I was so excited. It's crazy because even though we have each other's numbers, I was more excited seeing you there because it was like you coming into my place. <laughs> and um, I appreciate you being there, bro. 
D- I mean, I, I believe. I believe uh, during this time, I mean, I, I, I crowned you the king of IG Live. You know, I, I crowned you the king of IG Live. Officially, it's, it's, it's a rap. You're the king. And what's most beautiful about it is, is you did it out the kindness of your heart to lift people's spirits. Yeah. And you were rewarded for for your good deed, you know? True, true. I appreciate that, bro. And D Nice, what gave you the idea to do that? I mean, we anybody that's been I've had the I've had the pleasure of, of being at clubs and parties that you've DJ'd at and it's there's nothing quite like it, but what gave you that inspiration? Because now you know, you've inspired a lot of other people to do similar things. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm home, you know, home self-isolating and, and, you know, I realized that two most important things in my life, I I was without one was my family because everyone's on the East coast. And then the second thing is music, you know, I've done music, been a part of the music industry since 1986. So I'm, you know, traveling the world to this day, used to having like thousands of people in front of me. And being that we were quarantined, I had none of that. And I sat here for like two days and at the time and, and was just extremely frustrated, you know. And, and what came across, came over me was this feeling of like calmness, like the universe was just telling me to just be still for a minute. Like be still because, I mean, I'm on planes every day. I did like 400,000 miles last year. Wow. And the moment that I was like still... I was like, you know, what am I complaining about? Like, I have a decent amount of friends that are on Instagram. I could just go in live and just play music. And I, I went in live, you know, invited a few of my music industry friends and, like, entertainment friends. And, you know, they came in this live, and we created Club Quarantine. And it was really us just being silly. Like, you know, you'd have, like, Kelly Rowland in there or Will Packer in there or, like, our friends Chuck Bone and people like that and, like, or, you know, Shanti Das out of Atlanta, and we were, like, really pretending that we were in a club, and it's like, oh, Shanti, who let you in the VIP? You know, and I would just play music <laughs> and tell stories. I wasn't even DJing at that point. I was literally just playing stories and had my iPhone and just played songs off of my um, off of my laptop. And then the next day, I did it again. First, it was 200 people. The next day, it was, like, 2,000 people in there. And I don't know. I, I called DJ Clark Kent up. And I was like, bro, I think I got something. Like, I think this is cool. And he, he just suggested that I DJ, like actually DJ and not just play play music. So I went out. It was the last day Guitar Center was open before the shutdown. I bought the gear, came back home, and I actually started DJing. And all of a sudden, it was like 30,000 people in there. It was like J-Lo popped in and Drake popped in. And this was like Friday night. And, you know, they weren't even following me on, on on Instagram. So that meant that someone was telling their friends to, hey, come inside of there. So the next day, which was uh, Saturday, I just called some people. You know, I called, like, you know, some of the, the big dog's assistant to see if if she would possibly come in. And I couldn't get a confirmation, but I just knew it would lift the spirits of people seeing, like, you know, Michelle Obama in there. And, um, you know, I just I just you know, said a little prayer early in the day, and I just, there was something that felt good about that day. And that night when I started, or that afternoon, rather, because it was roughly around 3 o'clock when I started, immediately when I signed in, it was 20,000 people. And we were all, like, all of our regular, you know, partygoers in club quarantine were like, wow, we're starting at a high number already. <laughs> and throughout the day, it just kept increasing. My soul and Fat Joe came in, I saw T.I. was in there, and the energy was just good, but 
it felt different when Gladys Knight popped in. <laughs> and then it just, it was like, wait, what's happening? Like, Kelly, Kelly, Barry, Joe Biden, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, Nassau was in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Joe Biden throwing the thumbs up in there. Bernie jumped in and then Oprah popped in. And then, you know, Gail King popped in. And then, and then I got a text like, oh, she's about to come in. And then I didn't even see her pop in. All I saw was like hearts and like, oh my gosh, Michelle Obama, Michelle right. Obama, and the names just kept popping. And it just didn't stop. You know, like people were calling their other friends and other friends like, you know, Lenny S. He was calling like Michael B. Jordan, like, yo, you need to get in here. And he called Khaled. You need to get in here. And it was like people calling their friends. And next thing you know, Ellen DeGeneres was in there. Then she posted like, everybody needs to go here. And we were counting. All of us were in there like, my gosh, we're at 80,000 now. There's 80,000. Oh, it's 90,000. When we reached like 95,000, all of a sudden Mark Zuckerberg popped in. And people were like, wait, the owner of Facebook is here? The <laughs> owner of Instagram? And I, I don't know. When we got like to like 98,000, I just screamed at him like, Mark, don't let him shut us off. We're almost at 100,000. <laughs> and when we reached 100,000, honestly, it felt like, I mean, Joe, you were in there. It, it felt like we were like. No, I was, was in like, there. It felt so. like party like 1999. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like. Oh, my gosh, man. Wow. I'm going to tell you something. My daughter's 13. She didn't know who D Nice was. But she's your number one supporter now. And the whole time, she was like, we got 68,000. Look who's in here now. Lenny Travis, Dad. <laughs> And, this, and she was just cheering you on, like. And then after the the club quarantine, she told me the next day everything about the nice. Hey, you ain't tell me from the Bronx. You ain't tell me. I said, my, it's my friend, twenty five, thirty years. Be nice, more like. But she's your number one fan now. She's thirteen years old. That's, fan- wow, that's fantastic, that's awesome. and, and I think that I think there was so there was it was such an incredible moment because everybody was just feeling so our spirits were so crushed by everything that was going on and just the changes and people feeling like in, in a very hopeless place. So I think it, I think it really lifted everybody up. But Charles, you had a question for D Nice. Well, yeah, I just wanted to make a comment, D Nice. I'm Dr. Thompson. I'm a surgeon out here in the New York City area. And I wanted to ask Lisa, are we able to give an honorary doctorate, an honorary MD from Hot 97? Because what you did, nice, uh, to treat so many people, you treated thousands, tens of thousands of people for fear and anxiety and a lot of uh, mental issues that we as a society are going through during this pandemic. But you got on the tracks, you were, you know, you, you played amazing music. And I was on there too. I don't know if you saw my name pop up. But, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you, treated, you treated thousands of people, man. And, and we really appreciate that. Thank you. And, and D-Nice, I, I appreciate it. And, and the, you have a playlist, right, on, on Spotify, correct? On Spotify, yes, yes, yes. They were generous enough to allow me to create, like, a, a playlist that they've actually promoted, you know, which they don't normally do. And um, because the feeling was good, it was something, you know, initially, I will be honest with you, it was definitely self-serving because I was sitting here at home, home alone. Bored out and of I was doing right? something. <laughs> yes, and I was doing something for me. Right. But like after yeah. two days and I saw the way that made other people feel, it made me want to take it seriously. Right. And it made me want to treat it properly. You know, like I wanted to play the music that would uplift spirits, you know, the music that would would make you dance. And, and it's no disrespect to new music because I listen to everything. 
but there was a particular style mm-hmm. of music that I wanted to play that was kind of missing in 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 on the airwaves. You know, like most people just stick to one one specific genre. But you know, in my generation growing up, yeah. we listened to everything. You know, there was yeah, no yeah, right. yo, D, so you true. showed you showed so much versatility. Every time, you know, I'm I'm one of the biggest D D nice fans, regardless. But the versatility oh. you was playing these music, I never and I know music, D. I'm not gonna lie to you, but you was playing stuff I never heard with the African drums and this. I was like, oh my god, what is this? This is crazy. Like, <laughs> yo, you was playing some things I never heard, and I was just like, I was just amazed, just. Uh, just how, how how across the board, um, but did you know so much music, D? You was playing stuff I never heard in my life, and I was just like, wow, this is hot. And, um, uh, you man, know what it was for me, Joe? It was, mm-hmm. it, it was, you know, as a DJ, when you have a crowd in front of you, and as a performer, you too, you know, if you're performing a song and you see that you're getting no response to it, you may tell your DJ to shut it off and you may, you may not say it in a way where it's like, you, you know, you're not feeling mm-hmm. that energy and people want mm-hmm. you to get into those tunes. Well, that's how I was at a DJ in a club. When I play in clubs or I play in events, I was catering to people and I would watch body languages and it's like, all right, I see that this isn't working. Let me try to move into a different direction. That was the first time that I just played exactly what it was that I loved. Oh, wow. Like, that's so true. Wow. That's deep. Because I couldn't see anyone. And I was like, you know what? I was looking at the metrics, and even though it said 100,000 people in the room, you got to think about it like this. When I when I even spoke to the people at Instagram, they were like, I kept saying, hundred. I can't believe we had 100,000, and the next day I had 165,000. Wow. And she was like, 100,000? Like, D, no, no, no. You broke records. There were millions of people in there. You're talking about it, it yeah. maintained like 100,000, but no one's sitting on their phone for nine hours. Right. So that means like millions of people were like in and out and just playing this music. And the fact that I was playing what I loved was the biggest, like to me, that was the gift that I felt like I gave the world. It was just a chance. A lot of people have never even heard of Melba Moore. You know, like, they don't mm-hmm. know me, especially like the younger generation. So to play a Melba Moore I'm record, a, prime time, I'm a, the way you would play I'm a tell you something. I'm going to tell you something, D-Nice, that's not, uh, that you didn't do it. You did it out the kindness of your heart. Right. You wanted to play music, but I'm going to tell you something, right? You're going to be the richest black DJ ever. <laughs> and let me tell you, this is my prediction. All right. And let me psychic, tell you. The Psychic Fat these, Show Network. These EDM, guys, these EDM guys, they've been getting 500000 a DJ a festival. I predict D-Nice is going to open a whole door for, for the DJs, for, for black DJs, DJs of color to get Big paydays now, and to headline festivals, man. Congratulations, because God, you you bless the people, and God will bless you, D Nice. Remember, I told you wow. in a major way. That's, I do, man. So, that's so that's awesome. Amazing. And you know what man. else I want? I want to say because uh, I know I know you guys have to go, but I just want to thank you, thank you, D Nice, and thank you, Fat Joe, for everything you've done for the community. And I also I also think what was so special about that too was you really you all really showed the world the essence of hip hop. 
which is taking a, a terrible situation and make, helping other people get through it, which to me is the core of what hip-hop is all about. So you, re, you reminded everybody yeah. about that. And That's right. How about that? A guy from the That's Bronx. Right. That was yeah, awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, all day. Be nice. I was in your comments, and I didn't really want to go Bronx, 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 because then you know the other boroughs get offended, man. So I just <laughs> didn't mute you. I sat back and I let you get everybody. But you don't know how bad I wanted to throw BX, 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 BX. I wanted to go crazy. Well, I said, let me chill. I've seen a lot of Brooklyn in there, a lot of everywhere else. A lot of world. Listen, let's stay in the high vibe, okay? But we all know hip-hop started in the Bronx, so it's, uh, it, it's, it's, so, it's so appropriate that as we're, as we're going into this unknown territory, that, it's, that the, you know, one of the ways that we're coping with it and being made to feel better is, is by what you're doing and by, by what you're both doing. And, and I want to, D-Nice, uh, well, thank you very much for being with us. We, we really, really Really appreciate it, and and what about tonight? Is there so you got That's something right. on tap for tonight? No, no, no. I'm 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 gonna chill. <laughs> I'm not gonna play. I, I'm actually just watching like my other friends, and I think you know. I mean, people were trying to DJ before on IG Live, but like now, everyone's doing it, and I'm actually enjoying it. You know, before you call or before I dialed in, I was in Kwame's IG Live, and he was just playing old school hip hop. Flex in there, and this person's in there, and that person's in there. Yeah, I know. It's incredible what's going on with the hip-hop community. Yeah, it's fantastic. Live. I've seen Primo on his birthday after you DJing. Lord Finesse is on there. Last night I was in Club Camillo. You know, I felt like I was in Uptown Washington Heights. And yes, it's just so shout many out to varieties. DJ Camillo. Yeah. <laughs> yo, they've been killing. They've been killing the object. Yo, yo D-Nice, you open the door? Because, yo, they've been killing and... And I love it as a hip-hop fan. Like I said, you know, I've been a hip-hop IG over this quarantine. I've been an IG dot. Because I've been on everybody's live. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's great. That's great. Oh, that's the sound of the show. I love you, Fat Joe. I love you guys. Guys, I love guys listen. I, lo- <laughs> I, lo- I love you, too. we got to pay some bills. But I want to thank you. you. I want to thank you both. And All please right. spread the word about Street Soldiers because we're going to be doing this. I know D-Nice, you're in L.A. Joe in Miami. is like we really want people can listen anywhere on the Hot 97 app or hot97.com. And... Uh, my IG Live at Lisa Evers. We're we're doing it IG Live here from the studio too, just to get the information about. And main thing is to make people feel like you're not alone. We're all in this together. That's right. And with we're these Instagram together. Live DJing, we're going to get through it together too. So I want to thank you guys, D Nice. Thank you very much for being with us, Fat Joe. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. First hip hop. Thank you guest. so much. Thank you, baby. Thank you, fellas. Thank you very much. And uh, all right, we'll thank, take, you. thank you. All right, blessings, guys. Blessings. Blessings. Take care. All right, we'll be right back. This is Hot 97 Street Soldiers, hosted by Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Lisa Evers Official with the blue check. Joining me in studio is Dr. Charles Thompson. He's a medical doctor and surgeon, CEO of Clarity Surgical. We have so many callers on, and I'm sorry we're not going to have time to get to your call. Teresa Moises, JR, uh, Jennifer, David, and everybody else. But um, we are going to be doing another live episode of Street Soldiers tomorrow morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. So I hope you'll join me then. Um, Dr. Charles. Charles, let's just go through a couple of things real quick that a lot of people are asking about. Sure. The masks. Yes. Who should wear masks? Because Uber, Uber drivers, food delivery people, I'm seeing all of them wearing masks. That's right. So those who are essential employees with essential jobs, um, it would not hurt 
to wear masks. However, as a physician, I have to say that the CDC does not show any uh, proven benefit for masks. However, those in the essential fields uh, of work who are potentially exposed to healthcare workers, there's nothing wrong with wearing a mask. All right, what about gloves? Because a lot of people, I see a lot of yeah. people wearing gloves, especially, you know, if you're living in an apartment, you have to go up the stairs, you have to go up the elevator, right. hold on the handrail, all yes. that. I do not recommend gloves and neither does the CDC. However, if you do choose to wear gloves because it, make, it makes you feel better, um, I would change your gloves very frequently. For example, if you're walking in an apartment complex and you're walking up the steps, once you get in your home, take off the gloves and throw them away. Now, I want to share this with our audience uh during the during the break you were talking about nutrition frozen food and canned food does not have to be bad and you're concerned about people gaining weight because they're at home now while we're on this lockdown that's right uh, most of the in most of the stores the fresh produce and the organic foods are sold out because people are buying those at a very increased increased quantities however canned goods normal canned goods and frozen foods provide excellent nutrition as well. Frozen vegetables, uh, canned vegetables, canned meat, uh, these provide an excellent source of good nutrition. And then in terms of in terms of exercise too, because obviously the gyms are closed because of that, and even in the parks, you have to limit your access to the parks depending on how many people are in there. Streets, you have to stay away from people. What do That's you recommend right. for exercise That's for people? Right. If you are able to get outside for a brief period of time, you, there are some uh, exercises and calisthenics that you can perform. However, the safest thing to do is to just go on YouTube. There's many, many millions of videos on YouTube from uh, uh, physical trainers uh, that that provide 30-minute workouts. You can do push-ups at home, sit-ups, lunges, those types of activities. All right. And then uh, in, terms of, in terms of keeping your home clean. Right. So on a very frequent basis, uh, probably you know, once every two hours or so, you should be wiping down with disinfectants. Uh, containing 60 to 70 percent of alcohol-based solutions. Um, wiping down common area surfaces. All right. And then in terms of interacting with people, does this safe distancing that they're now starting to enforce, by the way, uh, with police departments in some of the cities, including New York, Newark and, and some of the other cities, does that really work? It, it certainly does work, because as we know, uh, the coronavirus is spread through droplets. And if you're six feet uh, radius or six feet away from someone front, back, left and right, uh, then you're decreasing the chance that that droplet will get onto the next person or that you'll receive a droplet from another person. All right. So uh, the, the, bottom, the bottom line is we have to do as much as we can to prevent it from spreading. The best thing you can do is to stay home and to go out as little as possible and right. stay home and stay healthy while, while you're staying home. I yes. think that's the most important thing. But Dr. Charles Thompson, I want to thank you so very much for being with us. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, for this episode of Street Soldiers. And shout out to our special phone guest, Long Distance, D-Nice from Los Angeles, Fat Joe, uh, calling in from Miami, uh, Dr. Ernest Patty, senior attending at St. Barnabas Hospital, Stacy Tisdale, speaking to us from Dominica. I mean, everybody has been... Amazing. Everybody's been It's wonderful. been really incredible very with a helpful. lot of awesome, awesome information. Very Thank you. And uh, thank you to our Senior Vice President for Programming, Pio Ferro, our Vice President for Operations and Community Engagement, Patricia Robinson, my whole team here, the whole team, Lisa. I'm going to have to shout everybody out on Instagram. But um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for helping make this possible. We're going to be back with you live again tomorrow, 7 a.m., uh, taking your calls and questions, getting the information, and helping you get through this. Hot 97, we're here for you, street soldiers. We're here for you. We are all in this together. 
Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and health.